0: Good morning, everybody. What's that? <laughs> Y'all get a lot of me lately. Hope that's a good thing. <laughs> oh, man. So, good morning. You know, uh, this week is uh, week two of our series, The Lies We Believe, and i um, We're going to continue on on this journey here because we believe that, and Pastor Scott were talking about this, how important this topic is because some things just get ingrained in us that we grew up with, that uh, we believe is just part of our family, our heritage and things like that, and really, we're believing a lie, and um, we got to really learn to recognize what the lie is in order to deal with it, and today, hopefully, we can break down some lies together. We can destroy some disillusions maybe that you walked in with, because I believe that if you want to, you have the opportunity to leave here different than you came in, which is a good investment of your time, right? I I always say that. You probably have heard me say it before, but I believe that if you're going to come to church, get out of bed on a Sunday morning, especially when it's cold and rainy and nasty, and all you really wanted to do is lay in bed and uh, stay warm that you invested your time wisely, that it pays off, that it had a return on the investment. You know what I mean? And so today, I believe you're going to have that if you so desire it. So it's really up to you to receive the word. Is your heart ready to receive the word of God today? Amen. Amen. So let's turn to John 8:44. 44. We'll start there. Um, I'm going to be in the NIV today. Usually I do NLT, but switched over to NIV today just to keep you on your toes. Because I know some of y'all... Let's see, where am I at? So John eight forty four, 44, and this is kind of our, uh, our scripture, our theme scripture for this series, and it says, you, and it's pretty rough how this is, this is Jesus talking here, it says, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of, is a, uh, and the father of lies. We used to have this, this saying, that you've probably heard it before, but we used to joke among our friends, uh, me and Preston and, and some other people, that uh, they'd say something we said the devil is a liar, and we, that we, we'd just use that regularly as part of our just a joking language, but we got to maybe use that a little bit more often. You know, when we have these thoughts that kind of get away from us, you ever have those where you just, you can't stop thinking about something that it just, it has control over you, really. It's just, it's controlling your day and you're believing it. You're going along with it. It's, 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 it's affecting your day. At Some point you got to stop and say, the devil is a liar because John 8, told me that he is a liar. So if I know that that's his native tongue, maybe I can interpret this a little bit better and change my day just by knowing the Word, right? Because if I had the Word implanted in me, then I can bring it out in the appropriate time, bring to remembrance, as, as the Bible says. But you've got to have it implanted in you in the first place in order to remember it to bring it out later on, right? So some of these verses we're talking about today, take some notes, write them down, whatever you got to do to have these as weapons of warfare so you can pull them out and destroy the enemy's lies with. The devil is a liar. Now, Part of what we've been doing here is this saying here, a lie believed as truth will affect you as if it were true. In other words, another way to say that is your perception is your reality. Now, many of us grew up being told something about ourselves. Hopefully it was good, like, man, you can do anything you want to when you grow up, or man, you're smart, or you're beautiful, or whatever, but many of us didn't hear things like that. We heard you're... You'll never be any good. You you know, you're just just like your daddy. You'll never amount to anything or whatever it may be. These lies were just thrown at us. And they became our perception about ourselves, which then in return became our reality. And we walked as if that was our reality. We talked as if that were reality, and we thought as if that were our reality. And in truth, it was a lie. And today, hopefully, we can look and detect which things in our past were lies and discard them as the trash that they are. Because some people had good intentions over our lives, but spoke lies over us. And we have to recognize that and get rid of it. Our perception is our reality. We have to know that things can change. And today is a day of change, I believe. There's also a a saying that goes like this. This is our next slide. It says, Satan knows your name, but calls you by your sin. God knows your sin, but calls you by your name. This week, week two, is the lie, you will never change. You'll never change. How many of us have heard that somewhere in our lives? You'll never change. Maybe we haven't even been told that from somebody else, but we tell ourselves that on a regular basis. I guarantee we tell ourselves that at times. There's never going to change. It's always going to be this way. That lie just keeps just permeating in us, and we start to just live it. It becomes our reality. You will never change. Guess what? The devil is a liar, and today you can change. Amen? Another way to put this is another saying that goes like this. It says, Satan says, look at your sin. God says, look at my son we got to know that Jesus has a different perception of your reality than you have. And the word of God is true. Where you've got these two uh, sides of the coin. On one side of the coin, you've got the, the devil, Satan, is a liar. And everything he says is a lie. He's the father of lies. And the other side is Jesus, who is truth magnified. Nothing but truth. So it's very easy to draw the line there because there's no gray area in there it's black or white there is no middle ground there and i love that about the word of god i'm not having to go and guess what it says it's either truth or a lie good bad sin or not it is either one way or the other there's no guessing it's not like we have to figure out what does god mean here Truth and, and, and lies. So Satan says, Look at your sin. God says, look at my son. So let's get into the word a little bit. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter five. Second Corinthians chapter five, and we're gonna be in uh, start at verse seventeen. We're gonna go seventeen through twenty-one which is basically the end of the chapter. So it starts off like this. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. Did you hear that? He's not We have to have a, a base point when we're going forward here, and I want you to think about this as we go forward because there are a few areas that I want to look at on the lies that we believe that maybe we've carried in with us today into the sanctuary, into the house of God, that we're going to leave here when you, when you exit today. The first one is, is condemnation. You know, and, and I want to focus on the thought of I'm not worthy of him, just not worthy I may be a Christian, I may go to church, I may go to life groups, I may do a lot of stuff, maybe even break my word on a regular basis, but at the end of the day, if I really had to be honest with myself, I really felt unworthy to be in the position that you're in. Whether it's what you're serving at or whatever whatever you're doing, or just being a Christian, sometimes you feel like, you know, I'm not even worthy of that. You get stuck in that lie. Go with me to... Romans 8. Romans 8, we'll do 1 through 4. So we get stuck in condemning ourselves. This is how the Word of God responds to that lie. Romans 8 says... Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So, if you're in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit, who gives life, has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did, sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so, he condemned sin in the flesh. "...in order that the, righteousness, the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us, who did not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Those who live according to the flesh had their mind set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit had their mind set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace." The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. So when we're living by the Spirit, it's pleasing to God. But you don't have to be perfect to do that. Do you understand? You don't have to come to God blameless, flawless, white as the driven snow, to come before God because Jesus has provided the sacrifice for that. That sin has been dealt with. So you can come before a holy God with no condemnation. He's not condemning you. So if you're walking in condemnation, guess what? It's either coming from yourself or coming from the devil. Both lies. Do not leave here today condemning yourself. Don't walk out of here the same way you came in. Another way to look at this is guilt. Many of us look at our lives and our situation and our circumstances and say, I deserve this life. I deserve to be this way. I I deserve this. I've done it to myself. Go to Psalms 103. So today we're just battling the lies with the word and going to just put a lot of word into you because really that's all we we have here. Psalms, Psalms 103. So we're gonna go all over the Bible today. 103, we'll go 10 through 12. So this guilt we carry around, it's a heavy baggage. And many of you feel weighed down by your sin, your guilt. And he says, He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. You don't deserve to be this way only in the fact that you don't deserve or you haven't earned God's love. He does it regardless Of your past, regardless of your sins, regardless of the way you were raised, regardless of the family you were brought up up in, regardless of the stuff you participated in last week, regardless of the way your mind went to some horrible things at times in the last month, regardless of yourself, he loves you despite all that. And he sees his son and the sacrifice that he did when he looks at you. You shouldn't be carrying this guilt around anymore because God's not looking at you that way. Do you understand? God is not looking at you as somebody that deserves to be carrying guilt at because he let his son, Jesus Christ, come and be a sacrifice for that sin. So for him to see you walking in guilt and condemnation and shame has got to be painful for him because he sacrificed everything for you not to feel that way. And yet we still want to believe that lie. Don't leave here today with that. Another one is defeat. We get in this place where we just feel defeated, and we say things like, it's just the way I am, or it runs in my family. I've always been this way. You just don't understand. It's just the way it is where I was raised, in a part of the country I was raised, or whatever it may be. We, We just have these Automatic lies, they're so quick to come out. Can you imagine if the truth of God, the word of God, came out as quickly as the lie in these circumstances, how set free you'd walk every day? If automatically a scripture popped out instead of, it's just the way it is in my family, the truth of God came flowing out, how different your life would look. You've got to have that. You've got to have that. So let's take a look at how God responds to this this mindset of defeat. Go with me to Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43, we'll, we'll start in 18. If you need a reminder of where all your books in the Bible are, today is the sermon for the eggs. We're all over the place. <laughs> and that's the point. You can go anywhere in this Bible and find something that applies to you, a truth that you can apply to your life today that you may need tomorrow or that your friend will be in desperate need of that particular truth. You've got to explore the word of God. You've got to be in it. You've got to know it. Isaiah 43, let's see. And we'll go to 18 and 19. So we, we talk about it's just the way it is. It runs in my family. God's word says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Forget the past. It's done. It's over. He's doing a new thing. You are the new thing. Your life is a new creation. If you're not living that way, you're not living the way according to how God wants you to live. He didn't make you a new creation to to be stuck in the past. He didn't make you a a new being and make all things new so we could just daily dwell on lies of the past. He wants you to refresh your mind, wash it with the word of God, be cleansed and live your life according to how God sees you, not according to the way you see yourself. It's a huge difference. But it's it's just maybe just changing your perception a little bit. Pastor Scott talked about that last week, how you can just change it one degree, and if the, if the, the distance traveled is far enough, the destination, it will be wildly different, right? So this takes a little bit of turning sometimes in order to see a great change in your destination and, getting, and to see a, a whole different destiny in your future, just to change a little bit. Today, if you can walk out of here with just one of these truths, God will transform your life in a dramatic way, and where you end up in a week will look different than where you were going to end up. God is for you, not against you. He is wanting you to get something today that you carry with you the rest of your life. To stick with you. We've all been to church, and, and three days later, you can't even quote or tell anything about that, about that uh, sermon, right? We've all been there. But you've got to at least carry one thing with you. Every time you go, no matter who's preaching, no matter what the circumstances are, take at least one of those truths and let it change your life. Otherwise, you've wasted your time. You should have just stayed home in bed. I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to come to church. But, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, man, can you imagine if every time, if you look back on your life, every time you've been to church, if you would have taken at least one truth and applied it to your life, how different your life would look today? God, can you imagine the freedoms we'd be walking in, the joy we'd be in our life, the different things that would have transformed and changed in our, in our families' lives, our finances, our, our marriage? All that. Can you imagine? But today is a new day. Forget the former things. We're going to leave that sucker behind. We might not have done this uh, until today. But today we're going to do something different, and we're going to walk out of here with something that we can carry with us the rest of our life. And another one is, is a big one. This one here, the lie of fear. And it usually comes down, when we're talking about change, is being afraid to change. That you're so comfortable in the way that you are you're so you're just comfortable in your life in, in, in your sin or the lie you've been believing it's just such a natural part of you that it feels unnatural to think about changing in that area in fact it, you, when you think about it you, it just seems like an impossible mountain to climb that all sounds good brad i i, I believe the word too but you just don't understand i i, I, can't, I been, I've been doing this too long. I, I, don't, I don't even know how to do this. I'm afraid of what that would look like. And fear is a real thing. but God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. But of what? Power, love and a sound mind. He has given you the ability with that sound mind to take the word of God and apply it to your life, to walk in wisdom and purpose, to see a change in your life. So if fear is the lie you believe in today, what's your reply? The devil is a liar. You got to just tell him, You are a liar. I'm not going to believe this thing anymore. Here's how God replies to fear Joshua 1 9. Joshua 1 9. Oops. Joshua 1 9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord God will be with you wherever you go. Why do you have to not be afraid or discouraged? Because God is with you. The creator of the universe is with you. The creator of everything. Everything that has breath. Everything that's in the, that the eye can see. The, everything that God has created he is with you. So if he can measure the distance of the stars with the breath of his hand, do you think he cannot save you from the hand of the enemy? He's bigger than any circumstance you have. He's greater than any lie you've believed. He is able to do abundantly more than you could ever hope for or believe, the Bible says. And we have to know that if God is with me, who can be against me? And today, that's the new truth. That's the new truth. We can't walk out of here believing in this fear thing, in this, this discouraged thing. We have to know that God is with me. I do, not have to be, I do not have to be afraid. I do not have to be discouraged any longer. I struggle in this area. It is, it is the stronghold in my life. I like what Pastor Scott said last week. When you struggle with something, it means that you're actually doing something to get out of it. If you're struggling and if you're drowning, you're struggling, guess what? You're not just laying there and sinking. You're going to actually be trying to swim and trying to get to the top to get a breath of air. You're struggling for life. How much do we need to struggle in the things we're having a hard time with? We're struggling. It's a stronghold in your life. Some of these things we've talked about is absolute Hit, hit the nail on the head. You're, you're going, that is me, Brad. You're just speaking to me. And it, and I know it is because it speaks to all of us. We all struggle in these areas. You're not alone. If you're sitting there going, yeah, I'm probably the only one here in here that's, that's dealing with that, the devil is a liar a lot of us are dealing with that and more and we got things that we can come alongside each other with the family of God the body of Christ is here to not condemn you but to support you we got to come alongside each other and believe in each other and support each other and say brother or sister you can beat this thing you can do this thing God is for you he's with you don't be discouraged don't be afraid we carry these things around this baggage it's like luggage. You keep it forever. <laughs> but uh, that's a me and Preston joke, sorry. Um, <clears throat> but we keep these things forever. We, it, it, it's like things that we carry around. And, and many of you have been living a lie your whole life. I mean, some of these things that you're believing that have become a, a reality in your life, maybe were from when you were very young, I'd even say that some of you are carrying some things around with that you can't even maybe verbalize. It might have been spoken over you in the crib. It might have been spoken over you at an age where you couldn't process it, but that that word of death was spoken over you. And your life has reflected that word for years. But all it takes is to say, Lord, whatever lie I'm believing Please tear that thing down today because I want the truth, your truth, your word in me. And so I walk according not to the flesh, but I walk according to the spirit and I please God. And when you please God, you're walking that way. Guess what? Your life reflects those things, that joy, peace, patience, the fruit of the spirit starts to be manifested in your life. And we start to see a subtle change. You get behind somebody at the grocery store and they got 30 items in the 20 aisle lane. And instead of cursing them, you say, you know what? That's cool. I can hang out here a little bit. Things start to change. Little things. You know what? Because I realized the other day, like sometimes I get frustrated and I say that stuff out loud. Guess what? My children are hearing that frustration. And guess what? They start walking in that frustration. It's a real thing. I'm not speaking it directly over like Avery here, but I'm speaking it out. And if he's in the area, he's receiving that negative word. So I need to speak out life in the presence of my children. I need to speak out patience. Son, we can wait a little bit longer. It's okay they got 30 items. Maybe they're in a hurry. Whatever it may be, I struggle in this area, but I don't want to stay in this area. Do you understand? I want to move on to another area. And when my son and my daughters are around me, they get some of the truth of God splashed on them. They get some 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 of that truth on them, Amen. Avery, he's in his word over there, so I can't say nothing. He, he got the biggest Bible in here, just so y'all know. A brute sixty six David Jeremiah Bible, yes sir. <laughs> he asked for it too. So today is a new day. So here's the thing: is that we have good news. We call it good news because. It's a story of Jesus coming to give us life. It's good news. And so, although we've talked about a lot of negative things, we have the good news. And we know, if we've read this enough, that Satan is defeated in the end. He has no victory, we've already got the victory. So, if you know the ending, how about walking as if you've already read it? How about walking as if you have victory already in your life? Even if you haven't seen it yet, start walking as it is, as you already have it. Start living as if you're already free in that area. Because eventually your life will reflect that perception and it will become a reality in your life. <laughs> Flip it around today. Devil is a liar. Go with me to Revelation 12. Revelation 12, last verse. We go to the end of the book. So whether it's Old Testament, New Testament, it doesn't matter. We can always find some good truths here. Revelation 12, good news. It says, they triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of that testimony. They, who is they? That is you have triumphed over him. Him, the enemy, by the word of your testimony, by the blood of the Lamb. So the blood of the Lamb, obviously you've got that. You've been saved, sanctified, sacri- you know, the, 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 you've received the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, been baptized. You've got all that. You're you saved. you got the blood of the Lamb on you, right? Got that part. Word of the testimony. How often are you talking to other people about your testimony? How often are you telling people, yes, I was defeated, but God came along, and now I'm walking in victory. How many times have you given your testimony? Because guess what? This says this is one of the ways you walk in victory is that you give your testimony, you testify. Somebody at work that's struggling, tell them about your life. Don't point at them about their life. Tell them about your life and tell them how God helped you to overcome in that area. Word of your testimony, it makes you an overcomer. Another way, that another passage or another version says they overcame him by the word of their testimony, by the blood of the Lamb. And then finally, the third one, there's three keys here. It says they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. In other words, your life's not more important than serving God. Your life is, 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 you look at it as, I'd be willing to give up my life for 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 the word of God. And in Revelation, if you read the whole book, a lot of people are going to have to do that. They're the martyrs. We need to get in Revelation sometimes. I love I love Revelation. I could, I got some good preaching on that we could do. But there's three keys right there, three keys, to walking in victory. And that's what you need to start doing today. I'm imploring you to start walking different. Walk out of here with a, maybe a little. Different look about yourself. Get a smile on your face. Be happy about things. Because, yeah, ten things may be wrong, but yet Jesus is with you. Jesus is for you. So it overcomes those ten things. You may have some bills, due. you? You might have some things. You just cannot see the, the light, how it's going to come out. You, just, you, can't, you can't see it. I, don't, I can't see how God's going to work this thing out. And I've been, you, you've been believing the lies that, that you're just not good enough. It will always be this way. Today, hopefully you've learned that those are lies. I don't know how it's going to be worked out either, but I know that if God's for you, remember, then who can be against you? So bills can't be against you. Debt collectors, you know, all these different things that want to come against you. Guess what? God is still for you, even though you're in that circumstance. So just keep trusting in him, but do your part. If you need to go work a little bit harder, get a second job, whatever you got to do to do your part as God does his part. Guess what? In that becomes a miracle. Please don't sit around and just put all the pressure on God and say, oh, Lord, I'm going to keep doing the same thing I'm doing, and you show up and show off. Because guess what? He can do that, but most of the time he's not going to because it's not building any character and integrity. God is looking for some character in you. He is looking for some integrity in you. He is looking for you to do something you weren't willing to do last week to do it this week. And when he sees that, guess what? The floodgates open up. I guarantee you'll see God show up in ways that you've never seen him show up. Why? Because you're walking in faith. Remember last week or a couple weeks I talked ago, faith without works is dead. Faith without action is dead. When God sees your faith, take an action. He knows it's alive, and there's a miracle happening there. Do something different than you have up till today. So I'm going to have the ushers come up. Many of you have, have been to a conference or, or different, different, uh, different uh, events, where you've had a plaster on one of these name bags, name badges, right? It says, my name is, and you write your name on there, and you go about your business, right? But today, I believe that many of you have walked in here to church today, But in the spiritual realm, you have walked in with a, a, a maybe if that name bag would have said, I'm, hi, my name is defeated. My name is hurt. My name is depressed. My name is addicted. My name is... Rejected, my name is whatever it may be, whatever the lie is that you walked in with, that's what it would normally say on that name badge. But today is a new day. And today, God wants you to declare something over yourself that is different than what you walked in with. So if you said defeated, normally being that you say, hey, my name is victorious. My name is joy. My name is patience. My name is whatever. Whatever you need to do to overcome the lie, you write that sucker down. So what we're going to do is I'm going to hand out the guys go ahead guys. We're going to hand out these badges. While we watch this video, you think about what God wants you to write on there. Declare something over yourself. And slap write it on there. Slap it on yourself. And we're going to walk We're going to walk out of here not being called what our past called us, what our family called us, what all these other people called us, or what ourselves have called us, but we're going to walk out of here with what God calls us. You write on there what you believe is God calling you today, even if it's just your name, and walk out of here different than you came in. Amen? Let's watch this video. All right. Well, I've got mine on. Mine says joy. If you haven't put something on, everybody stand up with me. If you haven't written something down, write it on there, slap it on yourself. Like I said, even if it's just your name, because remember, God calls you by your name. The enemy calls you by your sin. So if you just need to be reminded that I'm just Brad, I'm not defeated. I'm not depressed. I'm not all these things that I believe. I'm just my name. I'm I'm Brad. Because that's who God calls me. God calls you son of the most high or daughter of the living God. God calls you a lot of things, but he doesn't call you broken. He doesn't call you defeated. He doesn't call you unworthy. He calls you the apple of his eye. He calls you the one that he holds all the tears that you've ever cried in the palm of his hand. He calls you the one that he created and knit together in your mother's womb. He, 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 he cries, calls you the one that brings him joy. That's why I put joy today. I want to I believe that I, I'm, I'm joy to the Lord, that, I, that my life is joy to the Lord, not because I'm perfect or get everything right far from it, but because I love him and he loves me because I'm his son so if you just need to put in the son of God or, or, or daughter of the Most High, whatever you need to put, you put that thing on there and walk out of here proudly. But believe it, this is your truth now. If you need to go shake somebody's hand and just go greet each other when we leave. Just take some time before you run out of here too quick and greet somebody you haven't greeted before. Let them see their name, your name tag. Let them see yours. And just know that I'm calling something different in my life. I'm declaring something different in my life. And I'm not walking out of here going to be defeated by the lie I came in with. But the lie has been defeated today. And I'm walking out of here victorious in Jesus' name. Who's with me? Is everybody with me? Amen. Very short service, y'all really ought to be joyful. Look at that, eleven fifteen. Praise the Lord! You can get it done quick. You guys have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and I just want to pray over you real quick and believe that God has have His hand on you wherever you go. Dear only Father, I thank You, Lord, for each and every person that's here today. I even thank You, Lord, for the people who didn't get out of bed and get down here. Father, that You would bless them and keep them. That You would just cause them to have that reality that they brought in of whatever lie they were believing to be torn down. Father, implant in us a new truth, a new reality. Father, I pray that as we take on the new and discard the old, that as we've even declared it by slapping it on us and, and saying, this is my name, that we'll walk out of here believing it. It won't be just something that we did and there's something cute that we did on a, uh, that one Sunday, but it's a truth that we take with us and Lord, that you will cause it to grow and mature and, and, and just Father, you'll have your hand in this area that everybody has declared today, even the ones that they have declared and the ones that even, Father, that they haven't declared, but they're still in their heart. Maybe they were afraid to write it on. Maybe they were afraid or uh, uh, embarrassed to, to put that on there. But, Father, you know their heart. You're a discerner of hearts. So, Father, wherever the help needs to be, Father, I pray that you bring the help that every single person needs. And I pray, Lord, that everything that these people put their hand to shall be blessed shall prosper thank you lord that you're for us and not against us that no matter the lies that we were raised with that today we can believe in the truth of god and it's going to refresh us renew us father breathe new life into us today give us an energy that we haven't had in a long time give us a joy that we haven't experienced in a long time father just recreate us Renit us back together in your image, Father, not in the image that we were raised with. Thank you, Father. Today's a new day, and I declare that over everybody in here. The old is gone. The new has come. Praise the Lord. We've been set free. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Y'all have a great day.